on the day that I went into labor, my brother committed suicide. So mm. like it's still obviously emotional for me now, which I don't think it'll ever change, but yeah. and I think his course really prepared us to be able mm. to handle that. the stories of average people who have massively changed their lives from a Tony Robbins event. This is episode 14 of the Tony Robbins Impact Podcast. Today I'm talking with a couple, Kane Morrison and Dee Heath. This episode was actually recorded uh, live on Facebook. If you are interested in seeing some of the episodes that I do live, uh, you can join the page for the Tony Robbins Impact Podcast and I've left a link for that in the show notes. So the the next episode was a different episode. It was it was a, a first in many ways. I was interviewing two people and also doing it live on Facebook. So it was a first for this podcast. I'm going to be bringing you more incredible stories, and this one is no different. And I hope you enjoy it. Guys, tell me a little bit about. Uh, your story, and we're going to focus really on on the impact that Tony's had on your life, and what sort of uh, led you to personal development, and in particular uh, the work of Tony Robbins. You can shoot first. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, well, I'll start with I guess what led us to personal development. So we, well, for myself, obviously, there's going to be two different stories here. But for myself, we've done probably five, oh, probably six years of personal development now, varying between different people, um, and that was business coaching and also uh, personal development. So we've done a, a quite a fair bit. Um, and for I think for me, it was mainly I felt like there was something more. Like I just I knew when I heard someone speaking about at a personal development course, like Paul Blackburn, I did initially, and I knew when I heard him speak that I just needed to go and do his course. Um, so I guess that's what that's what I went and did, and I, it's just been so invaluable. And that's actually how Kane and I met. Ah, um, cool. Yeah. So ironically, we went to the same school together. There's 12 years difference, even though you don't know. I'm the younger one. <laughs> I, I cannot, I can't tell. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've got 12 years different, but we went to the same school. We grew up in exactly the same area and we ended up meeting at a personal development course, yeah. So, um, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, mm. And we've done stuff ever since and we find that we're the best versions of ourselves. Well, I'm speaking for both of yeah. us, but we're the best versions of ourselves when we are doing coaching and when we actually have a coach and when we can kind of get pulled up on our good or not so great behaviours at times. Mm. Um, Being and kept accountable. Yeah, and it's really yep. helped with our business and also like our lives in general. And our relationship. Like that's probably the biggest thing that's um, been mm. affected. Because yeah. mm-hmm. like literally we spend nearly every single moment with each other. Like yeah. we work together. We play obviously together. play together. We sleep together. We have a baby together, like literally every single thing we do, we do together and like, and I'll only speak for myself, but I love every moment of it. And there's not many people 
um, out there are many relationships or couples out there that can actually do that. And I 100% put it down to the fact of doing self-awareness stuff um, and getting to know yourself and then getting to know the other person, obviously, and being able to connect on that really deep, intimate level where literally like I know what's going on for Dee before she even knows what's going on for her and vice versa. Yeah. So yeah. knowing it's, each it's other that on that self-awareness, level. isn't it? Like uh, yeah. we can go through our lives sometimes without being conscious of our own behaviours. And, yeah, if you're both on that personal development path, yeah. Uh, that just must be huge. So, so when did uh, Tony Robbins come into it? Because most most people who have done personal development work have at least read one of his books. And you've, I know you've been to one of his seminars. We'll talk about that in a minute. But how did uh, Tony Robbins come into it? And and what was um, specifically uh, powerful about his his message? Yeah, so I think, well, with, I've been to two Tony Robbins. So I went to 2017 and 2018 UPW. And then the first UPW that I went to it was actually really divine timing, as most of these things are. But we, had, we were overseas at the time and we actually decided to come home early. And the night before... UPW, I actually got a message from a friend that said, do you want to go to UPW? I've got a spare ticket. And I jumped at the chance and Kane didn't want to go at the time, I think partly because you were scared. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like I was like, hear all these like, it's all this jumping and dancing and like blah, blah, blah. And just like, oh, it's just not really my comfort zone. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, you go, D, you go. I'll pick you up. I'll pick you up. Um, so, yeah, I went in 2018 and then Kane came along in 2000, oh, 2018, sorry. Oh, I, I went in 2018. Yeah, we went together. He came 2018 with me. Yeah. And, um, Did you have to nudge? Yeah, not really. Not really. Not really. He was nervous as, you should have seen him the day of UPW, super nervous. Like, yeah. I could tell that he was uncomfortable. Yeah. And that doesn't like doesn't happen that often with me, but I knew with like with UPW it was like seriously going to be, um, I suppose like this high. If anyone can mm. see my hand, it's like could you feel different? Did you feel um? Did you feel like because uh, I had a similar feeling when I first went to UPW? I I knew that there was some massive change about to happen, and it's almost yeah, it's very scary. Was that the feeling? Um, it was actually more about. I suppose, being seen as well. Like, so, like, Dee come back the year before and she told me these things. So, like, we danced and did all this stuff. And then, like, she was just telling me all these stories, right, which I suppose for me, like, when you're not experiencing it and it's not really a comfortable thing for you, it even amplifies it and makes it worse, right? So then I was like, oh, I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to, like, do like You know what I mean? Like, do all this stuff that I'd, I'm not really comfortable with, which I like being out of my comfort zone, but I suppose not really it in that like level of... at all. Yes, that was my biggest yeah. thing, I guess, wasn't that's, it? That's so, something you cannot get out of. Yes, exactly right. So, um, which it ended up being, like, literally exactly what I needed, obviously, um, as everything is. So, Do you want to talk about out, your change, like, I guess, what mm. you got most out of time? Yeah, yeah. Start with you, Kane. So, what, so, yep. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, like, um, it's very different for everyone and um, sounds like there was a few things maybe coming up before it and what uh, 
what were the key things that came out of it for you? Yeah. So um, obviously the biggest thing was not like, I suppose, not worrying about what people think of me, I guess, or being out there and being seen. Um, that was probably one of the, the biggest things that really come up or I, or I left there with because by the end of it, like it was literally like it's a party really. So, um, but I suppose in that environment, it's, it, do you know what I mean? It's a little bit different, I suppose. That's how I was feeling beforehand. Um, but then at the end of it, it's like everyone's having fun and it's just, it's a good time. So, and you've obviously, you've stepped through your, um, your shit really. Like mm. you've worked through some stuff. Fears. Uh, I did have, yeah, yeah. I did have a, a big moment before the, um, Dickens process. I think it was the session before that and correct me if I'm wrong. Cause you'll probably remember more, but literally like every time we had a gratitude, cause everything's about gratitude or a lot of things are with gratitude with Tony. Every time I'd have a gratitude moment, I'd just start to cry. Like, mm-hmm. and I just, I didn't know, like literally like every single thing I'd think about, I'd just, just start losing my shit. Mm-hmm. And like literally got to the point where I had to leave. Like I walked out into the cafe, like into the outside ring area. And then, um, and then D went and got one of the team members. I wasn't going to leave him in the state that he was in. Like he kept telling me to go back in. Because I didn't want her to miss out. And I think for him, what was coming up was um, he, he wasn't actually thinking that he was getting what he was meant to get. Like he wasn't, Work, like he was filling out these workbooks and wasn't actually thinking that he was getting what he needed to from them. So he just had these really high expectations of what he's meant to walk out with. And he was really stressing about, oh, I'm just not getting it. Like, I don't understand. And then mm-hmm. that's that what when I was saying, was yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And that's when I went and got the um, helpers and they said, don't worry. Well, the next part of the process. Well, what ended up coming up was some of my mum's stuff. And yeah. Um, I suppose abandonment stuff and um, Sorry, feeling she's like watching. she's a good, she'll be right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah so of, stuff related a... to your childhood. Yeah, stuff. Yes. Yeah. So um, it was actually a recent thing. So in the past, probably five, six years, like so. Uh, my my background, I guess, was I was always my mum's rock, and um, she'd always talk to me when there was when there was issues in her relationship and everything like that. So I was kind of like the 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 husband of the relationship I guess and um so I guess yeah we we had that bit of a um not really healthy healthy relationship and dynamic so I always um held her as support she always held me as support obviously and then in the last probably five years um or probably four years ago now four years four years ago I literally, I'm like, you know what? Like she's hurting me by like decisions that she's making, everything like that, which is impacting me. I'm like, you know what? I've got to just let that go and mm-hmm. like not try and save her, which is what I've done mm-hmm. since I was like five years old, right? Yeah. And then um, I went probably about three years with just keeping that detachment. And then literally probably two months before Tony's, maybe, yeah, two months before Tony's, I let her back in. So I put my wall down and I let her back in and I sort of, I guess, got attached again, which um, ended up um, not biting me in the bum, but obviously 
the week before Tony's happened, she then did her version of abandonment, which obviously I know that that's not what she intended, but that's what happened to me. Um, and then, yeah, in the, before the Dickens process, when all that stuff was going on, obviously I was talking through with the coaches and everything, and they were asking me all the right questions, which is what I would have asked someone else. And I'm mm. like, you guys are good at this. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and literally it was, yeah, about being like my mum always leaving and I actually have to be there for myself. So yeah. it was actually about um, having the power in me and not mm. external and not yeah. worrying about and not having that attachment, I guess. So, so that it was, was like an external thing. Moment. It was something you were seeking and you, was it almost like letting go for you? Yeah. It was, well, I think it was more so about not, um, not letting her do that to me again. So mm-hmm. not letting myself be in that position again, where I'm letting her in or anyone for yeah. that fact. It's not just about my mum. My mum's obviously the main figure. Um, yeah. So not letting her in to the point where, like, if she leaves or she does something that doesn't fit and feel right, then I'm going to be abandoned. I'm going to be like, do you know what I mean? Feel like I didn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't cared for, blah, 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 which obviously we all get that. But yeah. it's a little bit of a more of an entanglement in our... Um, the relationship, I guess. So mm. it was more a codependency mm. rather than mm. they could yeah. function on their own yeah. separate. I think the biggest yeah. thing actually now was for me was I always wanted to save her, right? So mm. um, she come to me and then I was thinking like, okay, yeah, she was talking to me and everything like that. And I'm thinking, yeah, well, cool. Like she might actually be sort changing. of changing and going down a, a different path, which isn't um, uh, destructive for herself and my little brother and myself, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, just something happened for her and it just turned around and went straight back to um, being, not attacking, but yeah, being about me. So, but anyway, that's my story. (laughs) How how did it, like, what happened then in the Dickens process for people listening who haven't been, it's that that process is about uh, feeling pain. In, yeah. So I guess essentially a lot of us take actions that are sh- sh- in the short term bring us pleasure, but in the long term hurt us, like yes. uh, reaching for a chocolate bar or whatever example I could give you. But And then if you look 5, 10, 20 years in advance and see the destruction it's causing, that's what the Dickens mm-hmm. process is, just for those who haven't been. So how did So everything sort of led up to that for you. Yeah, everything led up to that. And um, for me personally, I think, and this is probably um, an area where I um, might not have let myself go go as far as I probably should have, but I didn't, like, obviously I got into the Dickens process, but I didn't actually get, I wasn't able to fully, like, let go and fully amplify all that pain and everything like that. And um, afterwards, I kind of assessed it in my mind, in my own mind, I guess. And I think beforehand, when I was talking to the coaches, like I was literally like I was letting go at that moment. So I was kind of working through a lot of that stuff then. Mm, so, yeah. Um, yeah, like I guess, and it could be a bit of a cop out, um, yeah. but. I feel that I worked through a lot of it before the Dickens process and the Dickens process just tipped me over. 
Like yeah. it just, it just, it finished it off for me because obviously I didn't finish it previously. Yeah. So, um, so well, yeah. I'm, I'm curious. So I hope you don't mind me asking a question. No, that's fine. <laughs> but how's it been with your mum since, I guess? Um, well, you can, you're probably better at answering that. Um, <laughs> but no, it's, it's sort of with, I've established the boundaries and I've said that these, this is the way it's going to be and I'm not going to let... Uh, you, not not let you win again, but not let myself be in that position again where I'm going to um, potentially get hurt uh, in that way. So boundaries are clearly set and I, I don't allow myself to go over them. So mm-hmm. um, she sometimes tries to, to um, seek coming into my boundaries and coming in and breaking them, um, but I firmly and uh, compassionately just let her know that that's where they are. Yeah. Um, because so it helped win a, stra- a strategy me. as well. Yeah. 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 Okay. So D, uh, unleash the power within what happened. <laughs> um, so yeah, like obviously I went in knowing, knowing what to expect. So there was really no surprises for me with what we do. Like I love it every year. So mm-hmm. I'm totally recommend it for anyone out there who's listening who hasn't been before. It's a yeah. life changer. Um, so I think for me, like I was 35 weeks pregnant at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Probably 35 weeks pregnant at the time. She's there with the, yeah. not a big belly, but a belly and she's there jumping. And that would have, around. that would have made things tricky, right? With the... <laughs> um, no, no like to be, I think it's just all in your mindset, right? Like Kane was like, now, if you get tired, you need to rest. Like, I mean it. You better tell me. <laughs> um, but, like, literally, I think if you go in there knowing, like, or, like, setting the intention that you're going to do everything. Like, I did the fire walk. I wasn't actually planning on doing the fire walk, but I ended up doing it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's whatever your intention is, is how it'll play out. I felt amazing the whole time. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I can't say that it was any harder than the year before. So, mm. Um, what, but yeah, yeah, go, sorry. I was just going to say what, um, even, um, not just last year, but the year before, what are the sort of massive changes that have, I, I like to talk to people about thinking of, um, how your life was before and how it was after, because not many people go in and don't have a massive change. So yeah. were, were there any, not just from last year, but from the year before, what were the sort of massive things that are in your life today or some tools that you use or um, some mindset that you have now that you wouldn't have without Tony? Shake that ass. <laughs> <laughs> Astitude. Um, so I feel like the first year, I think the main one was actually around our relationship. So I walked out of there and pretty much, what a week later, I pretty much said to Kane that I was leaving not pretty um, much. She did. Yeah. So because I wasn't happy with how we were, like I guess as a couple at the time. Um, yeah. Wow. So which we did, uh, we didn't really even know that that was we're, going we on. Know, like yeah. we didn't, we didn't have any any inkling. Like we thought things were awesome. Yeah. Like oh yeah. great. Yeah. Um. So yeah. yeah, I think that was. I think it was actually redirecting our relationship after the first one. Um. And I feel like we really made progress like in that area. Well, obviously yeah. we made progress. We like yeah. got pregnant 
like mm-hmm. shortly after. So yeah. it just yeah. made me refocus where we wanted to go together and actually feel like we were in it together and I wasn't the main driver. I think that's what was happening for me at the time. Yeah. Um, and then this year um, I went in with no expectations and I think like it went all smoothly, but I think you take different things away each and every time. And for like a couple of months after September, October, yeah, probably like those five, six weeks afterwards, I was really, the year before I did the food changes. So I did change the food for like pretty much nine months until I was about five months pregnant and I kind of needed a little bit more sustenance. But this time I actually did my thing that I really was avoiding like the plague and that was the cold water showers. Yeah. Like in doing the cold water challenge. Yeah. So I definitely did that every day. And in the shower, I was saying my like affirmations in the shower, like with my cold water, like I play Tony Robbins, t- it smells like teen spirit every morning <laughs> in the shower. That was my song because it's a five minute song. And I yeah, say yeah. my affirmations. Like, and I hate cold. Yeah. And are you still doing that now? Well, I do do it occasionally, but I have not done it not consistently, not consistently yeah. but I did it consistently literally up until the birth of our baby. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing which I said to you earlier today is, so it, I, I, think, I feel like Tony Robbins really prepared yeah. us for, yeah. so just to give everyone a bit of background, on the day that I went into labour, my brother committed suicide. So... Mm. I could still obviously emotional for me now, which I don't think it'll ever change, but yeah. um, I think his course really prepared us to be able mm. to handle that because like on the day, like we found out at three o'clock and then I was in labor by eight, eight o'clock. Oh, no. so oh my goodness. We had like, we had, we had planned in our head, we had planned a calm hypnobirthing that I'd been practicing for the last five months and then with that thrown in the mix it kind of went out the window a little bit and Mm. um yeah like it just enabled us to really be able to process our emotions stay grateful um like because you would literally look at you'd be in the moment of uh, yeah i would be in the moment of like like grief and then I'd be, I'd just look at Amara and be like, God, she's amazing. Like, how can you, like, how can you possibly stay in a state of grief while Mm. you've got this little one? I think that was the hardest thing. So obviously um, for Dee, it was, yeah, like being able to go, like, what was your words? Um, I'm torn with how to feel. Like I've got this love right Mm. here that I should be happy for but then I've got this despair and loss of my brother which was my only brother and that I couldn't help him and that he didn't reach out now I don't have him so um I forget what your words were that you were using at the time but it was very it was very challenging to to watch and not be able to obviously do anything Mm. um but that that was about five months ago yeah 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 November so um that's what I think just to cap on what Dee was saying. Like, I think, yes, the events are amazing and you have massive shifts in yeah. UPW and Date With Destiny and everything like that. But I think it's actually what 
you get set up with for the future and for the rest yeah. of your life. It's not necessarily like, don't get me wrong. You do have massive just breakthroughs in the, in the course, but energy actually, and everything. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's actually what you get for the rest of your life and the rest of the, the, like the weeks after events for us is a whirlwind. Like mm-hmm. every event that we do, whether it's Tony Robbins or anyone else, obviously Tony's is the biggest one, but like massive shifts and changes happen in our personal life, business life, like relationship, everything like that. And it's mm-hmm. just, it, it's the, the flow on effect that you get from that immersion. Um, and one of, of the, one of the, I guess, tangible things is pretty much directly after Tony Robbins, we made a, a few pretty big decisions. Like one was to sell our current business. So um, we straight away made action on that and that's now sold and that, that transition has gone through. Ooh. So um, yeah, like that was just, Last year, we knew that we didn't actually commit to the process. So we made, mm-hmm. I don't know why we made, the, yeah, the year before, but this time we were just like, no, we're selling the business. Let's go. Mm-hmm. We made the phone call within five minutes to the broker and got it on, like got it yeah. on to being sold. So like that was one of our big decisions. And then we've since moved, we were house sitting and um, we were kind of house sitting all over the shop and um, we just knew that we needed some sort of stability. So we, we went out and found a place to stay. Well, um, first, so we like to house sit because we don't obviously like to be in one place. We were liking going all different places mm-hmm. and experiences. And then we found a place that we were going to settle and build um, yeah. out in uh, Sydney somewhere. And then literally right after Tony Robbins, or was that before? Right after Tony Robbins, I was literally about to start building. Like I had the materials ready to start building and it was on the river. It was perfect. It was beautiful. And the the council goes, after everything was approved, they're like, oh, no, you can't do it. You can't do it now. You can't do this, 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 which is what we, we needed to do. And mm. I was like a dog with a bone. I was like, I'm not like, I, I make it work because I don't want to let my paradise go. Like I had yeah. to, I was bought into the dream of waking up on the water and everything like that. And, um, and it just wasn't, wasn't working. And then, so that was before Tony Robbins that that happened. And then after Tony, literally, I think it was three days later, I've just gone, you know what? That's okay. No worries. Move on. And I let Mm -hmm. it go. So I let the dream, like I let that go of building my, my perfect place on the water and everything like that. And, um, that was thanks to Tony. We found a place on the water and we're boat access only so literally the only way we can get home is to hop in our boat and go to our front door is that where you are now that's where we are now so we still got we still got a beautiful like when we're looking for somewhere to to live i was like okay i want to either i want to be on the water i want to have a beautiful drive leading in because i don't want it to be suburbia um and it has to be modern and everything like that and literally the first place that we looked at the, yeah. num- the first place was it. was it and we call the agent on the way here and he goes yeah um how many is there because i just need to figure out what boat i'm going to bring he's like what boat he's like yeah <laughs> boat access only like and we're like he's like oh okay she told me i'm like we are not living on boat access only can you imagine in the winter when it's <laughs> freezing cold and it's raining it's not no but, but then we come and had a look and, and it, was it was just absolutely 10 mm. times better than what my dream was yeah. and my vision was mm. for the place I was going to build. Yeah. So and I Let, think everything happens for a reason. And yeah. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Like mm. there's a reason that we didn't build that house. 
there's a reason I don't know what it is yet that like my brother did what he did like mm. there's a there is a reason for everything and you just need yeah. to find what's good in everything yeah mm. thank you for uh sharing that story with me about your brother and I, I that's that's still not that long ago so I understand you must still have those uh overwhelming sense of highs and lows I'm sure and uh something is still processing so thanks for that and um I'm I'm um, gave me goosebumps and um it's it's yeah that that must have been such a huge day uh for you both um such such highs and lows of emotions and you know what something you said came really uh also hit me hard and it's one of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast is that Tony's work isn't motivational it's you're getting tools for the rest of your life and you're also raising your standards of life even though after these events we might feel good for a few months and we're like on this high even when we you know you come back down you've already made so many incredible changes in your life that it's Mm -hmm. it's still better than um things open up and and, yeah and i hear a lot about people um yeah breaking up with their partners or um you know finding a partner it's probably it's meant to happen exactly whatever (laughs) happens after these events is meant to happen um and and it just fills my heart with um passion for to keep going with these stories to hear that you've been through something so intense i could not imagine on on the same day losing a sibling and giving birth to your daughter and and you you had some tools to deal with that and that that's just incredibly that's it's just life-changing i can't like it's really hard to articulate i guess but every time like every time it comes up to an extra month with amara it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a permanent reminder of what we've yeah. been through and I guess what, I, yeah, where we, what happened? Yeah, like what happened and like just the driving me is to help people in this space. I don't know what that looks like yet, but mm-hmm. that's definitely on my radar. Um, yeah. And we said when Amara came into the world that she's such a healing soul and like yeah. I totally believe that. She came into our lives and chose us because she was the right person to do the job that she had to do, basically. Yeah, hey? To get you through yeah. your brothers. I, I look at her every day and she's amazing. Mm. Yeah. So just um, like another another thing to talk about, I guess, self-awareness and everything like that. So um, we found out on the, sat- on the, the fourth, third, yeah. found out on the third, and it was literally D was just went into like um, pretty much into proper like full labor around eight o'clock, nine o'clock. And at 11.30, she was six centimeters, yeah. six centimeters. And then like literally at 12.15, she went from six to 10. I said all because, along, I don't want her to be born on the same day. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So her body knew and her body wasn't allowing her to to do that because it was going to be a permanent reminder for the rest of her life. It wasn't yeah. going to be separate. And literally yeah. it was as soon as that 12 o'clock, I said, Baba, it's past 12 o'clock. And mm. you just seen it let go. Like you just, 
Like it was, it was crazy. Like it was hard. Like it was, it was the hardest day of, um, it was the hardest day of my life being at, being having to do all those roles mm. of, um, supporting <laughs> and, and then, um, being there to support the birth and everything like that, which didn't go anywhere near to plan, obviously, as it doesn't often do. Um, yeah. But it was, it was so much more amplified and, and harder for us because we weren't in a mental, a solid, strong mental space because we were wrecked. Like we hadn't eaten from 11 o'clock that day. Like all yeah. day we hadn't eaten. Yeah. And um, it, was, it was so hard. Plus you're dealing so with these huge... Uh, yeah, I, I just couldn't imagine. Um, but I mean, we couldn't imagine that it would ever happen. Yeah, and yeah, how old was your brother? Um, younger he brother. He was thirty-three. Yeah, so yeah. he's younger. He's thirty-three. So next month is his birthday. So I think that's going to be a challenging day. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we're going to do to celebrate. Um, mm-hmm. Because that's what you want to do, but I... and. Yeah, I just believe everything happens for a reason, and it's funny because um, he did it over in India, and um, what ended up happening is we had booked a service, like his service to happen on the 5th of December, and one of my last conversations with him was that I need to be home by the 5th of December, and inadvertently, I had the only spot they had available, or they had a couple of spots available, but I had inadvertently and I didn't realize until the night before of his service that we'd chosen the 5th of December for his service. So like, he come home on the 5th. That's how much like mm. we just believe that everything happens for a reason. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think yeah. the moral of the story is is if bad shit is happening to you have a look and ask yourself why is this happening what is I, mm. what have I got to learn from it or grow from it and every and yeah. it is happening for a reason what reason is that? If yeah. we can get to that level every single time, then the yeah. bad negative like pits that we're in won't seem so bad. It's we very try hard. And bring hindsight yeah. forward. Yeah. Like uh, uh, one of Tony's quotes is life's happening um, for mm. us, not to us. Yeah. And to uh, us. look, that, that takes some serious strength to be able to have that perspective in such yeah. a, a difficult time. So um, well done to both of you. you don't know. I think sometimes you don't actually know what you're going to get out of it until you reflect later on. I yeah. think I think about it now. I think probably the main thing that that was well, potentially meant to happen, obviously I don't know what will happen in the future, was that whole um, being grateful for the moment. Mm. Like yeah. Being in the moment, being present with people, like telling the people that you love, like that are close to you, that you love them and like mm-hmm. asking people like, are, are you okay? okay? Like, mm-hmm. have you ever had suicidal thoughts? Like, yep. and like giving them time to just talk. Like, I People think are scared they... to talk about it sometimes as yeah. well. And, that and um, a really hard question. You don't really want to ask. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I just think um, suicide is a, is a huge issue in our society. And you said that you don't know, you want to sort of do some work in this space and you don't know how, I just want to say like at least 5,000 people will listen to this podcast and you know, you never know. That's the thing with uh, 
even with what I'm doing, I, I, every time I do an episode, I just think if this can help one person, then it's worth it. And, and there might be one person listening tonight or, you know, like you never know. And just the strength, the strength that you've shown tonight to bring it up and talk about it is, um, yeah, just, um, grateful for that. And, um, thank you. I, th I think, I think you're right. Like gratitude is to me is everything. And that's one of the huge things that changed my life after, um, Tony Robbins was just being grateful. Like every morning I, I practice gratitude now and it brings you back to, to, you know, um, to like good. you guys said, you've had some success in business. You've, um, all of those things are great, but if you're not, if you're not coming back to gratitude, yeah. then yeah, fulfillment will never be there. And I'm sure with what you've gone through, yeah, you have to find some, some gratitude, don't you? Yeah. It's hard. It's hard not to be grateful when she's literally, she's so gorgeous. And mm. um, I know that every parent says that about their kid, but <laughs> yeah. she literally is. And she smiles all the time and she's got yeah. so much love and yeah. like, it's just, yeah, it's gratitude is like literally through here mm. with all the bad stuff that happened and how it happened. Like, yeah, just, yeah. You must the, be so grateful. From her. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and, and Tony's work is, is just so powerful. And I think, um, I think it's just a, it's just a life-changing experience for everyone who, who goes, well, maybe not everyone. I mean, I don't know. If how you're you open could, to it. Yeah. If you're open you, to it, if you yeah. like, if you're wanting to go and you're wanting to get something from it, like I'll say, don't, if, if you don't want, um, to change and you don't mm -hmm. want anything to be different and you're happy with your life where you're at, like, don't go. Don't go. Like, yeah, yeah. if you're happy, you if, if something's people. not broken, don't fix it. But if you if you want even a little bit more or a lot more, then book in, pay <laughs> the ticket, and literally your life won't be the same. Like, it's on it's some worth. level. Life will never be the same. That's I've, the got my, I've got my Firewalker shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter now, uh, my daughter now recognizes cause I told her about the fire walking and she knows this, that when I've got that shirt on, I'm feeling really pumped or I need to feel pumped. So that's, that's when I put it on. So I put it on for tonight. Um, oh, I said before Kane, before we actually jumped on to speak to you, because we were trying to get Amara down for an hour and a half. I was like, Kane, say yes. Say yes. Make <laughs> your move. Make your move. Say yes. <laughs> Keep, that would keep your baby awake, I'm sure. <laughs> um, we just have to whisper it. Yeah, that's it. I uh, I want to thank you both for jumping on. Um, it's been incredible. Uh, obviously, we've it's been fun and and funny, but it's also been uh, reflective and and really deep as well. And um, yeah, I want to thank you for your time. I want to give you an opportunity to share what you do. I know you're in business together. I've seen a few things that you're doing at the moment and you, uh, I, I feel like you've got a big project going on at the moment. So did you want to share with my audience of 5,000 plus people what share. you do? I'm sure we would love to share. Um, so basically we help uh, aspiring business owners who want to launch their businesses 
and business owners who want to scale and automate their businesses and I guess take them to the next level. So we're looking at a couple of different ways to do that. So we're already just launching this business. So like I said before, we've had a couple of different businesses, but mainly Pole Fitness and then we've got a couple of online and software solutions. Um, but this one is probably one that we have just opened the doors on, which is amazing, and we're really excited about it. Yeah. Did you so, want to say anything else? Um, so business, business is our passion, and we love business. Yeah. Like any any time that we can get into a conversation about business, like it just goes to the totally different levels. Um, so I guess for us, we've we've been, I suppose, coaching and mentoring and consulting for a fair time, but on a really low one-on-one -on -one basis so now i guess we go we said all right let's actually put it out there to more of the masses and um See, basically if you want to if you have an idea of a business or something that you want to do and you don't want to have a job anymore if you don't want to work and you have an idea for a business then we can teach you how to launch that business in six weeks and be profitable from day one that's mm -hmm. all we've done with all of our businesses or you'll figure out really quickly if yeah. the idea is not, not going to work. work yeah so with without to no putting risk. the so without actually developing the product, right? Yes. Our number one thing is sell it before you've built it. Yeah. So mm -hmm. do not go and invest in a, like, I don't know, in a, in a cafe, products. for example, or in products or um, in building a big software or anything like that until you know there's a market, until you mm -hmm. know there's customers, do not put money in it. Literally for every business we start, we've had a bunch of things that have failed because we've literally just spent 300 bucks on a website and run some ads. And if it didn't, if we didn't get anything, we just shut it down in like three days, four days, mm. boom, gone. Next yeah. one. Because yeah. we don't attach to it. It's quick. It's, it's done. There's no risk. And then you find the ones that float and the ones that go well. So, mm. um, so that's the launching and then the scaling part. Um, so if you have a business, obviously, We've been we've managed to scale our businesses to a point where um, we were able to then automate it and then step out of it. So yeah. literally, um, literally, we in the last six months of our of the fitness studio, we spent six hours, uh, ten hours, six yeah. months, ten hours um, mm. in that business from automation Full, and fully automated. Like so fully That's automated, a, like it yeah, was, yeah, it was. Awesome. So you've had experience so, doing that yourself, and now this business is teaching yeah. others. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, um, and or doing it for them. We're actually do, looking at doing some partnerships with business owners at the moment. So I think that's probably our main priority is getting on people that we actually really want to work with who have an idea and they yep. want to put in the work and then we're happy to kind of guide them and, um, and, do, it with them. and do it with them. So Dee's an implementation queen. If you want anything done, like as soon as she's onto it, like before you've even finished talking about it, she's doing yeah. it like Tony yeah. Tony's saying do this exercise she's already filling it out the answers before he's yeah. finished so um <laughs> implementation is a big thing for D so um so yeah we're I looking for some I like your title deals implementation queen you like it yeah I love that you're gonna yeah. take that on D yeah, he calls me that all the time. Like, I really struggle. I think well, that's one of my big things is struggling with compliments. But um, Until he now. He pushes me outside of that comfort zone. So Yeah. Cool. So where can people us. find you? What is it called? So and, uh, head over yep. to launchscaleautomate.com or just look for us on Facebook, Launch Scale Automate, um, mm. and YouTube you, and 
Um, Instagram. We'll be yeah, tagged in this post, no doubt. And yeah, just yeah. get in touch if you if you have questions about scaling, automating, or launching. We're happy enough, literally, just to give you all of the answers and just tell you what to do, free of charge. Like, it's mm-hmm. not necessarily about the money. It's literally just about giving people the value and helping. And um, obviously, if if we've given enough value and you want more, then talk more. But yeah. let us help you to start with and just give you all the answers and everything you need straight away. Cool. Awesome. So I'll put uh, any of those details in the, for people listening on the podcast on, in the episode notes. Um, so I've got a final question that I ask everyone on the show and I'll get two separate answers, please, if that's possible. <laughs> yeah. um, so if, if it was your time and you had to leave this world and you were with your closest people, what piece of advice, guidance or quote would you share? I'll go first. Look at your stuff. Like learn yourself. If you learn yourself, then the rest of your life will be 10 times, like a thousand times easier because you're able to identify when the bad stuff's happening. You're able to self-assess and regulate and everything like that. And life, life isn't hard then. Like life is so much easier because you're able to um, work out what's going on. So my piece of advice, without a doubt, is emotional intelligence. Learn yourself first and foremost, and that is the biggest um, and most powerful thing I feel that anyone can ever do is talk about Self-awareness, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Self-awareness, self-development. Very cool. Thank you. Dee? And I think um, this is probably one that's only recently obviously happened to me. And I think that's be grateful in times where you struggle to be grateful. So mm-hmm. what, what can you take from this? Like what, yeah, what is the good or what, what good is happening now? Like, I think that really has yeah. helped me through some tough times. So. so be present and grateful. Yeah. 